On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Several of the Psalms are said to have been written when David was fleeing from his son, Absalom. Absalom had a bone to pick with his father and aimed to usurp his father's throne. Let that sink in for a moment and allow it to set the context for when David penned this Psalm. The subtitle is Prayer for Protection from the Wicked. As you may already know, I enjoy analyzing the Psalms because David was so emotionally expressive in his writing. Our thoughts are intricately associated with our emotions and feelings. Matter of fact, some would say our thoughts give birth to our feelings. This is one reason that the Bible instructs us to take our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. If we don't practice this basic principle, we are often in turn governed or ruled by our feelings. Ever been there? You know, your feelings are kind of controlling you. And let's just say that our emotions and feelings can cause us to behave in ways that are not exactly God honoring. Yep, that's me too. I've been there. Well, there's one verse in Psalm 5 that really caught my attention. It's verse 3, and it says this, In the morning, Lord, you will hear my voice. In the morning, I will present my prayer to you and be on the watch. I wondered, what does it mean to present my prayer to God and then to be on the watch? And I discovered something really fascinating about prayer. And I've kind of put it into calling it the five P's of prayer. And I think you'll enjoy the personal applications, especially if you're struggling a bit in the prayer department. And you may even be thinking at the moment, wait, I really don't know much about prayer, much less how to pray. Well, if that's you, I got you covered. Or you may be thinking, I've been praying all my life, but I've grown a bit stale in my approach. Okay, I'm on it. Together, let's see if the tips and tricks that I offer you today lend a bit of freshness to the spiritual discipline of prayer. Now, before we discover these five Ps, let's tune our ears to this beautiful song. Oh, and if you struggle to relate to the quote, wicked, or those who hate you, or those who seek to destroy you, as mentioned in the psalm, well, you might picture the very enemy of your soul, who is an invisible foe aiming to kill, steal, and destroy your life, your ministry, your business, your relationships, your mindsets, and your very soul. I know that sounds extreme, but mm, I think it's true. Well, David was wise enough to know that his real enemy was not exactly his son. He wasn't waging war against flesh and blood, right? And neither do we. No, we fight rulers, powers, world forces of this darkness. We fight the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Well, I'm not sure about you, but this gets my back up a bit and motivates my desire to put on the full armor of God each and every day. How about you? Psalm 5, the NASB version. Listen to my words, Lord. Consider my sighing. Listen to the sound of my cry for help, my King and my God. For to you I pray. In the morning, Lord, you will hear my voice. In the morning I will present my prayer to you and be on the watch. For you are not a God who takes pleasure in wickedness. No evil can dwell with you. The boastful will not stand before your eyes. You hate all who do injustice. You destroy those who speak lies. 
The Lord loathes the person of bloodshed and deceit. But as for me, by your abundant graciousness, I will enter your house. At your holy temple, I will bow in reverence for you. Lord, lead me in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me. For there is nothing trustworthy in their mouth. Their inward part is destruction itself. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongue. Make them pay God. Have them fall by their own schemes. Scatter them in the multitude of their wrongdoings, for they are rebellious against you. But rejoice, all who take refuge in you. Sing for joy forever. And may you shelter them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. For you bless the righteous person, Lord. You surround him with favor as with a shield. And this is the word of the Lord. David asks, he says this phrase, I will present my prayer to you and be on the watch. Now that's sometimes translated as a request to direct my prayer, like asking God direct my prayer or set my prayer in order. And this verb in Hebrew goes back to when the Old Testament priests set the altar in place before a sacrifice. So it may be referencing how every week the priests arrange the 12 loaves or cakes of bread in rows or piles upon the altar. Altar service was ritualistic and deeply symbolic. So the act of praying itself is also sacrificial. How? Well, it requires time, energy, attention, and effort on our parts. One commentator writes that prayer is the profound thought of our souls. I love that. So what it got me thinking, I wonder if, you know, as the priests were arranging the loaves of bread, I, and, and I'm asking the Lord here now, direct my prayer or, you know, set up my prayer here. I wondered if we could also order our prayers in some kind of fashion with intention and deliberation. And so I came up with this. The five P's of prayer are these praise, petition, plead, pause, and peace. Let me say those again. Praise, petition, plead, pause, and peace. So we're going to do those things in this order. So it's kind of like a recipe for the way I enjoy praying. Anyway, I'm sharing this with you as I thought about the order of my prayers and how I could ask the Lord to direct and guide them. So first, I, I like to start with praising God. You know, you and I can thank him for our many blessings. We speak out his many names. Perhaps we say, Lord, you are Jehovah Jireh, my provider. You are Jehovah Rapha, my healer. Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life, my good shepherd. We adore God for his amazing characteristics. Lord, you are loving and kind. You are generous and sacrificial. We bring our gratitude to him. Lord, I'm so grateful for my home, my family, my job. I praise you that you created me to serve you and others. Second. We petition God during our prayers. Our petitions may be filled with repentance. Lord, I'm so sorry I lost my temper with the clerk at Walmart. Father, forgive me for the sharpness of my tongue sometimes. Your word says, out of my mouth, 
my heart speaks. Please examine my heart and reveal to me those tendencies and habits that are toxic and are not of you. Set my heart straight. Increase my hunger to do things your way. Put a guard at my mouth, Lord. That's my petition. Put a sentinel, an army at my mouth to keep me from saying things that are not godly. Okay, so we praise, we petition, and number three, we plead. We offer God our bare soul, our raw emotions and feelings. We stand totally uncovered before him and receive his great love for us. That's our covering. We maintain cognitive assonance or agreement. In other words, our prayers are filled with truth of how we really feel. We don't have to pull the wool over God's eyes. We couldn't anyway. In other words, we don't say, oh, I'm not afraid, Lord. Your word says, don't be afraid. So I'm not afraid. When really we're trembling in our boots. No, we say, Lord, I'm afraid. I'm scared right now. I feel this right now. These are my emotions right now. You know, if we have doubt, We tell him we doubt it and we ask him to help us with our unbelief. If you hate someone, tell him. If you're struggling, admit it. Plead with him to tend to the hungriest parts of your very soul, those barren places. Cry out to him in anguish, sigh and sob to him. Sink to the deepest part of your soul. Be honest. Let the tears flow if you need to. Okay, so after we praise, petition, and plead, we're ready to pause. When we pause during our prayer, we are listening. Prayer, after all, is a two-way conversation, not a one-way venting. Pausing is a critical component of prayer that many of us skip over or we just miss it altogether. I actually started keeping a listening journal about nine months ago, and I absolutely love it. Now, I'll be the first to say that listening to God was not my strong suit. I can relatively easily praise, petition, and plead. But when I paused, my thoughts might be all over the place. I might be thinking about what I have to do that day, my appointments, maybe my stomach growls, maybe my phone vibrates. I I found it kind of challenging really just to listen. Well, so what I did was this in my journal. I've enjoyed writing down God's words and what what his word says about himself, about me, and about my situation. So basically, I'm just reflecting when I am listening and imagining that after I've, you know, bared my soul to him and poured out myself to him, then I give him a chance and me a chance even to think about what he would say to me, what his word does say to me. And that's what I, what I write down. And, you know, the pausing and, and listening is kind of like the reverse of praising. It's wondering what would my heavenly father say to me right now at this moment in my life with these struggles, with today's agenda and my big get to do list. Pausing is a way of giving God the lead, letting him download to your heart and mind what is most important. Now, I'm not the one to say God speaks to me. You know, God speaks to me or he spoke to me. Not exactly. He does reveal himself to me, though, but I don't actually hear his voice audibly. His spirit also prompts me. And maybe it's for a song on Pandora that comes on at just the right time. Perhaps it's a biblical truth lead that comes to mind to help me reorient my thoughts. He, quote, speaks by sending me a gift or a, or a provision that is totally unexpected. Pausing helps me to become more alert for the ways for the ways that God responds and moves in my life. And this leads us to the fifth P, peace 
filled. After we've praised, petitioned, pled, and paused, peace has a way of flooding our hearts and minds. We feel refreshed, renewed, and ready. Our, quote, sacrifice of prayer clears our brains and sets us up for the day. We practice the expectancy mindset all day long. We stand on the lookout and expect God to answer our prayers. We know his timing is not necessarily ours, but we trust him to answer at just the perfect time and in just the perfect way. But we really do need to be waiting and expecting him to answer. It also grows our faith when we see him moving. When we have, when we set our minds to expect answers from our prayers, God will not disappoint in answering. You know, I'll tell you, recently I had a tough scenario to get through, and I've struggled historically with the root of rejection that led to bitterness. Well, unpacking rejection is really tough and painful to me, but God has healed me from that. But occasionally I notice that old dirge of self-focus, self-pity, and that, oh, I'm all alone kind of tune that starts playing in my in my head. Well, once I recognize that I'm engaging those kinds of toxic thoughts, I have a split second decision to make. I can agree with those thoughts and the enemy of my soul. I can align myself with the direction that he's leading, or I can take those thoughts captive and I can pray. In this instance, as I was driving home from that social event, I started feeling sorry for myself and the predicament I was in. And I felt all alone and unseen, left out and lonely. And then I stopped and I said, no, I am not going there because it leads to no good end. I mean, what good is it to me to partner with the enemy of my soul and my thoughts? Absolutely zilch, nothing, nada. So I started praying the five Ps. And as I, as I was praising and restating God's word back to him, using those truth leads, I began to say things like this. Your word says that you hem me in from behind and before you never leave nor forsake me. You go before me behind me and you're beside me. Your love knows no bounds. There's nowhere I can go where your love doesn't follow. Plus your spirit is within me. Well, just at that moment, I turned on Pandora and what song should be there except one repeating these same words, the same message. I mean, come on, was that mere coincidence? I don't think so. And I know you've had times like that in your life too, where you've where you've prayed to God and suddenly he answers you and you know that you know that you know that was his revelation to you. That was his blessing for you. You know, and, and we got to be on the lookout for that because it was a just a very simple prayer that I made to God. But then in peace, I expected him to move on my behalf. And he did through a song that reinforced the focus of my heart. And that really peace just totally washed over me. So you can do this too. Remember, praise, petition, plead, pause, and find that peace. Just to recap, we can ask God to direct or arrange our very prayers, all their elements, and to help us take that right path every day. Our prayer doesn't have to be ritualistic, but for me, it's absolutely necessary, critical for my relationship with Christ. Everyone can pray anything, anytime, anywhere, and in any way. 
on a regular basis, we can pour out our hearts in praise with petitions and we can plead with the Lord. Then we can pause, listen, and expect God to respond. And we can experience a peace that surpasses all understanding. Lord, I praise you for your amazing love and mercy that cost you so much through your son. Father, I ask that every listener's heart would be tender to your voice as you whisper to their spirit and in their ears. I plead with you to kindle or rekindle their hope in their relationship with you. And I will eagerly await to hear messages of how you've changed their lives just through the simple messages in this podcast platform and, of course, by your spirit, knowing that you are in control and that the Holy Spirit operates 24-7 overwhelms my heart with that shalom kind of peace that resides in me. It stays with me now and through eternity. Father, we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Listener, it is a scientifically proven fact that if you subscribe, rate, and write a one-sentence review of this show on Apple Podcasts, or if you make a favorite wherever you listen, or if you text or email your favorite episode link to a friend who it really would encourage, or if you simply share it on social media tagging me when you do, I will love you forever. Seriously, I will. I really need your help and I truly appreciate your support. And say, please stay in touch. Opt in over on my website at victoriadwalker.com. You'll see all kinds of neat things I'm doing over there as I aim to serve you, like writing books, holding challenges, and running online courses and offering coaching. Get your 60-minute free clarity call now. Remember, I call myself America's number one thought coach for a reason. And finally, if you want to see some really cool choose to think t-shirts and other merch just visit the choose to think store and that's with the number two at spring.com and until next time dios primero y que dios te bendiga chao